Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science has been teaching us that all of life is interconnected. And ancient wisdom and spirituality has been telling us this for eons. So what you do to another person you're literally doing to another aspect of yourself. And when mankind awakes to the truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is love and a map to the unaltered soul with Tina Louise Spaulding. This is Tina's fifth time with us, and we'd like to welcome Tina to Awake to Oneness Radio. Thank you. Welcome, Tina. Hello, how are you doing? Oh, wonderful. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Thank you so much for being with us today, of all days, because today is a special day, (laughs) 11-11. It is a significant date. Um, Would you like to share a little bit about that date um, with our listeners? Uh, Well, I guess the uh, Remembrance Day here in Canada and uh, Veterans Day in uh, the United States. Uh, I mm-hmm. posted at 11, 11, 11 um, this morning and just asked everybody to envision peace. Uh, I, as a personal choice, don't buy a red poppy. Uh, I like to cor- commemorate peace and not war. So mm-hmm. um, I might rub, rub people up the wrong way a little bit uh, in that way, but that's uh, that's my practice is to envision peace and so that's what I encourage everyone to do today mm-hmm. oh yeah definitely well I was thinking about the numbers 1111 um, just yeah, that the... significant, this is the number that a lot of people see uh, uh, I would say I guess synchronistically uh, exactly. you look up at the clock and it's 1111 or it's 222 or 333 and so, yeah, there's a lot of uh, people talking about that. And uh, I channeled uh, Ananda a couple of years ago about that. And they said that you will, as you begin to wake up, you will get messages back from uh, life that you're on the right track, that there's something more going on beneath the surface than there appears to be. And some of these synchronous numbers are um, uh, indicators of that when you you rarely look at the clock and then you look up and the numbers are all lined up. You mm-hmm. may have another story about the numbers. I'm not sure. 
Well, no, no, no. That that's actually my experience. Um, um, especially lately, I, I every almost every time I look at the clock, there's a synchronistic number, and it's yes. So I do believe that is an indication that I'm on the right, you know, I'm on the right path. My vibration is rising, and my yeah. vibration, <laughs> my vibration is extremely high. I've had an exciting week that I like to share with you and the listeners. Election okay. week, U.S. election week. Well, I am not political at all. <laughs> I stop watching news. Most of my listeners know that listen to me regularly. Uh, I haven't watched news since September 2001. And I have gotten rid of commercial television, commercial television program, programming in my home. I got rid of that in April of 2011. So I have no television as far as, per se, uh, programming mm-hmm. and no news. And, okay, so I did post uh, about a week before the election that on my Facebook that I was going to write in Bernie. Because truly, Bernie earned my vote. And um, I got some feedback on that, that, no, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. You know, that you know that's just going to give Trump the win, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and I'm thinking, so I'm on election day. I was really busy, and I didn't get out early in the day. And I'm thinking, you know, you know people are telling me not to, you know, to vote for Bernie. And that's the only... I have to follow my heart. I'm at that place in my life, I don't listen what other people tell me I should do. My heart is telling me Bernie earned my vote, and if I'm going to vote, that's the only person I'm voting for. So I did go. I went, and I was glad I went to the polls because I saw a lot of my neighbors and got to chit chat with neighbors and catch up with neighbors and whatnot. And I rode in Bernie. And felt really good about that and went home, came home, went to bed. You know, so there was no watching election results come in and all of that. And I just went to bed. And when I woke up the next morning, I said to myself, well, I know I'm going to be on the Internet. So I don't know if the Internet is going to just yell it in my face who won. But I said to the universe, I said, (laughs) you know, I just want the information to come to me naturally. I I have no idea what happened <laughs> last night in the election. I just want the, the information to come to me naturally. And so I was on the computer, and I was a little bit on Facebook, but not really reading Facebook. But I got a sense that people were not happy on Facebook. So that was my first indication, <laughs> okay? And then I was in a video conference call with someone, and I let that person know that I don't know the results of the election, and she said to well, I don't want to burst your bubble. And I'm like, I said, you can tell me. i just letting you know I don't know. She's like, I'm not going to, uh-uh, I'm not going to be the one. So, again, again, that gave me another hint as to, so, but the, the odd thing is, okay, I voted for Bernie, and, you know, because Bernie truly earned my, my vote. I, I love what he was saying. Um, mm-hmm. But when I sensed that Donald Trump won, and I didn't know for sure, but when I, as soon as I sensed it, my soul, I'm serious, tumbles up. I mean, it's like my soul just wanted me to jump up and dance. I'm, I'm being, I don't know how to describe it, 
But I just no. felt an internal joy, and it was all mm-hmm. coming from my soul, my higher self. And then mm-hmm. this is how I found out who won the election um, on Wednesday. I teach piano lessons, and I, my seven-year-old uh, piano student said to me, I'm sad because Donald Trump won the election. And I, it was, I just gave him a hug. I said, thank you. And this was at 5 p.m. in the evening. And I said, thank you for letting me know because I did not know until you just let me know. And I said, please don't be sad. There's nothing to be sad about. All is well. You know? mm-hmm. So after finding out who won the election and going then going on Facebook, I see there's people so upset, so angry, mm-hmm. I mean, crying, I mean, people, you know, just all this emotion. And so the only thing I could do at that point was try to, you know, alleviate their suffering by letting them know the power is not in who's living in the White House. That is not your, your, your innate power is within you. And you mm-hmm. give it over to governmental agencies and governmental authorities but that's your 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 divine innate power is internal and you're creating mm-hmm. your reality from your vibration so you're crying and and all of this people people left work people you know people couldn't work even people i work with couldn't, didn't work that day i didn't find out to the next day that people because i work at home online and i found out the next day that people i work with didn't even work the next uh wednesday because yeah, of well, the election uh, you know what you're seeing is the evidence that people are disconnected from their divine power. They don't know they're divine. They don't know they have any power. And this is why these books are coming through, because when you see somebody falling apart because of an outside condition, somebody got voted in that they are terrified of, then you're seeing that people really don't understand this principle. Uh, You know, there's a lot of talk about the law of creation. I mean, the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. But when you see yourself acting out emotionally, uh, demonstrating that you believe it truly, you might understand the concept. But when you go into deep terror over something like this, you're getting physical, visceral feedback that you do not believe that you create your own reality. And you begin to suffer because, of course, everyone who's watched this election uh, that is suffering believes that something bad is coming the question is why do they believe that well they believe it because they have been told that something bad is coming and uh you know ananda and jesus are very big on the not watching television thing and if you haven't watched television like you you told us that lovely story if you haven't watched television you will not be in deep suffering And so this is a very good demonstration of how uh, mass media works in instigating and uh, contaminating our minds with fears that are just ideas about what the future is going to be. Even that child that came to your class was trained by their parents to go into fear. Donald Trump is a concept in their mind. He is not a real thing to that child. That child has just taken on their parents' fears or what they've seen on television, and they are now suffering. They're sad. And so Mm -hmm. you've got a real demonstration there of 
parents inflicting upon their children their fears. And this is how generation after generation carry on the same uh, traditions of fearfulness. And that's why we don't see the changes that we want to see in the world, because parents are teaching their children to be afraid. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a really good story because a seven-year-old child would not know anything about politics or the future. They should be playing and having a good time. But that little mind has already been trained into fear and uh, uh, projecting onto a person uh, intense uh, separation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So true. So true. A seven-year-old. We're just seeing it play out. Yeah, we're seeing mm-hmm. all these spiritual principles play out in emotions and feelings. Mm-hmm. So true. So true. And like I said, I just tried the best I could on Facebook and people I talked to to say, you know what, There's the power lies within you. You know, you, you, it's not – I know that no matter who's living in the White House, it doesn't affect my life. I know that I'm divine, and I, my thoughts, my thoughts, my actions, my deeds, um, that's what creates my reality. Not anybody. It doesn't matter who's living. Truly, it doesn't matter at all who's living in the White House. It doesn't affect my reality. I have control over my reality. (laughs) But what you have done is you've taken steps, you know, 15 years ago to turn your television off. And most Mm -hmm. people don't really realize like the the awakening process that you've gone through that was about when I turned my television off interestingly enough coincidentally mm. enough it was about the same time mm-hmm. and those are the steps you have to take to stop the indoctrination of fear so what you've got is you're you're, you're having an experience of a transformed and elevated consciousness because you have started to decide what to put in your mind you've you've decided that you want to have a healthier diet than what the mass television and and, uh, media are offering to people as food. This is food for the mind. It goes in there. So what you're experiencing is a different level of consciousness and you cannot inflict it upon someone else. You cannot get someone else to understand a process that's been going on in you for 15 years. Mm -hmm. They are going to have to decide that what they're doing is causing so much suffering that they are willing to change their behavior. And that's the difficult part about this spiritual journey that we're all on, is that you cannot do it for someone else. All you can do is demonstrate and repeat the story. But if they're watching the news every night, if they're judging every single day, if they're in fear, they're going to have a very, very negative feedback from their guidance system, and they're going to mistake it for the world. They're going to think the problem is outside of them because that's the way their consciousness is structured. And so this is why these books and these teachings have to be repeated and repeated because it's only in these incremental shifts in your consciousness that you're going to get a different feedback from your guidance system as you step away from mass media and spend more time reading spiritual material or in your garden or having nice conversations with people, you're going to feel better and better and you're going to be less fearful and you're going to become more inspired. So there are many different ways that this transformation of 
consciousness happens. For example, with you, you were inspired to bring this show into being. And that was one of the side effects of stepping away from mainstream media. Now, it's, it's not a direct consequence. You can't prove it. But you're having a spiritual experience as a consequence of removing that contaminating information from your mind. And this is very difficult for people because they love their they love their violent movies. They love watching the news at six o'clock and seeing who's blowing who up. Unfortunately, the ego mind really loves violence, and you know this is a very very challenging thing for uh, North Americans in particular. Is this idea of stepping away from mass media? They feel as if they might die if they don't have all of this information coming in all the time. But it's a very, very interesting world if you actually turn your TV off and start living your own life, putting all of that energy uh, that you put into your favorite show or all of that emotion that you put into your favorite shows into mm-hmm. your own existence. And then you mm-hmm. really start to generate a life that makes you happy. And it's very, very easy to, to, to stay away from the television when your life is interesting and it's uh, uh, a happy experience because you're not uh, contaminating your mind all the time with hateful thoughts. Mm-hmm. So true. Now, I have to thank you for putting out uh, a video on your YouTube channel uh, the day after mm-hmm. the election, which was really, really great. So I'd like for you to, it, can we ask Ananda to share with uh, these listeners um her thoughts there I'm sorry, I don't mean to I don't mean to uh, refer to Ananda as a her. <laughs> but can we can we ask yeah, so, Ananda yeah, to yeah. share um the thoughts of the US election? Absolutely. Let me just have a sip of water here. <clears throat> Got sure. a frog in my throat here. Mhm. Okay. Um so for people who don't know, I take a breath and uh, it's very clear when Ananda comes through. And I will let them uh, do a brief introduction, and uh, we'll see what they have to say about the U.S. election. Okay, I'll I'll be back when they're done. <clears throat> oh, we're with you again, dear ones. Uh, we say welcome, welcome, welcome to all of you out there in uh, blog talk radio land. We are, of course, uh, Ananda. We are group consciousness. That means that there are many of us here and uh, it sounds as if we are one because we are very, very focused and coming through this one body-mind complex that we call our dear one. Uh, she is able to tune into our frequency and we are able to tune into her frequency because she has spent many years working on shifting her vision from judgment to love from uh, hatred to forgiveness. And this is the fundamental teaching that allows you to connect with beings of higher consciousness. Now, how does this relate to the elections? Well, when you are in fear, you will tap into beings of lower consciousness. You will tap into the lower frequencies. And in the lower frequencies are things like financial fear, violence, argumentativeness, judgment, hatred, racial prejudice. These are all very, very low frequency ideas. 
and they don't feel good. You are a being that is connected to the divine. You come from the divine. You are a divine aspect of God mind. That means that your origin is love. Your origin is oneness. Your origin is in, in and with and from that place that you would call God. We don't use that word very often because it is very loaded in your society. So we say you are made of love, from love, for love. That is your purpose. And when you come into an incarnation, you will feel bad every time you step away from love. That is what your guidance system is for, that feeling self, your emotional guidance system. It is a gift from the divine. It is not a curse, as many of you think, especially when you're all upset and, in, uh, uh, and uh, confused and uh, angry and fearful, as many of you are after this election. So what do these emotions tell you? These emotions tell you that you are out of accord with your true nature right now. If you are feeling upset or frightened or judgmental, scared for the future, you are out of accord with your truth, with your unaltered soul. Now, we are going to put in a little plug for the book here because it relates to this subject. This book that we have uh, collaboratively penned through this being is about what love is. When we write a book about what love is, we are writing a book about what you are. You are made of love, from love, for love. And if you are not in accord with that truth, you will suffer. You are not suffering because some God is punishing you for being bad or unloving. You are suffering because it's not who you are. It's not who you are meant to be. And so when you gaze upon the results of this election and your mind has been fed with materialistic views, now by materialistic views, we don't just mean money. We mean belief in violence, belief in death, belief in the body, uh, all of these things as the most valuable, then you will be in a low frequency and you will fear the future because that is the frequency that you are holding. But you won't feel bad just today. You will have been feeling bad before because the frequency that you hold day by day, minute by minute, is the frequency that creates and generates your feelings. So if you have been watching lots of news shows about how terrible Trump is and how awful it's going to be uh, under his uh, rule uh, for days and weeks and months. Yes, it's quite a lead up to this event uh, in your country. Then you will, have had, you will have primed the pump with hatred and fear and judgment because that is the take that uh, mass media had on that particular person. Uh, we would ask you right now, Imagine if all of the hateful things or all of the stupid things or all of the negative things that you have said in the last year, think about that for a moment. If you had been filmed while say, saying those things and those statements had been broadcast to the entire world repeatedly over and over again, how do you think people would feel about you? Do you think people would think you were a nice person? Think about some of the uh, arguments you've had or some of the opinions that you've had, some of the bad days that you've had. Imagine if that had been filmed and was broadcast around the world 
over and over again. This is the fate of this being called Trump. Uh, any errors in judgment, any untrained uh, moments, because he is not a trained being. He's not a consummate politician. Uh, he has the spoken off the cuff many times, just as you all speak off the cuff many times and would not like to have every single word that you have said broadcast to the world, he is no different. What we want you to know is that in this moment, if you are feeling frightened, then you are, faced, then you are focused on the wrong thing. Uh, you are a very, very powerful creator. But in your society, you are trained out of that. From the time you are born, you are trained into smallness, you are put inside a box and your school systems and your parental units, uh, we are smiling as we say that, your, your beloved parents, uh, they did the best they could, but they were very limited in their thinking too. Uh, they were trained by their parents and so on and so on. And so generationally speaking, you are a society of who have been taught to be small. And that is a very, very fearful place and your guidance system, your feeling emotional body, will tell you how accurately you are aligned with your wonderfulness, your beautifulness, your power, your strength, your ability to love. And if you are feeling bad and fearful and anxious and angry, you are out of accord with your natural self, with that unaltered soul that is connected to love always through your guidance system. And this is what we want you to know at this time is that as long as you look out into the world and judge it as dangerous or fearful or ugly or unlovable, you will feel bad and you will mistake it for the world. You'll mistake it for the politician. You'll mistake it for the newscast you're watching. And you will think that the outside world is bad and it is making you feel awful. No, you feel awful because you are not looking upon the world with loving eyes. You are not looking upon the world with forgiving eyes. And your immediate argument will say, I cannot love Trump. He is obnoxious and I cannot love him. Well, we are not asking you to go from hatred to love in one moment. We are asking you to feel your way through the transformation if you can understand that your feelings, your emotional guidance system, this connection, this invisible um, umbilical cord you have to love is impeccable and unerring in its ability to tell you when you are right or when you are wrong, then you begin to understand how to transform your experience. And it is in transforming your experience that you begin to feel better. Now, all of you that are feeling terrible don't like to feel terrible. You don't like to be afraid. You don't like to be angry. You don't like it. But we will tell you the ego mind likes it. The ego mind is that separated self. It is the small self. It is the angry self. It is the judgmental self. It is that part of the mind that believes it is alone that believes that God is dead, that believes that fighting is good, that believes that anger keeps it safe. This is like an angry beast cornered in the uh, 
cornered in a, in a room, uh, feeling as if it's being attacked, and it will attack back without thought, without care for the damage that it does to anything else. And unfortunately, this is what your culture trains your frequency into through war movies, through violent uh, television shows that are made to look very seductive. We will refer you to shows like uh, uh, The Game of Thrones. We will refer you to shows like uh, The uh, Gangster Show. The name eludes us at this moment, but it is very important for you to understand that these weekly shows that bring in violence and uh, political intrigue and uh, they, they lure you in with beautiful costumes, uh, hot sex scenes, these kinds of things. Uh, these are all food for the ego mind. And you do not realize that the way you feel today after this vote is contributed to by watching those violent and unloving shows. The people who design your mass media and we will include all of those political broadcast shows that have been revving your country up into fear, they know what they are doing. They know how to manipulate your minds. Do not be innocent here. They know exactly what they are doing, and it is how this system works. How do you think that your country spends billions and billions, trillions of dollars on war, and nobody says anything? Why do you think that happens? It happens because you're used to watching violence. You've become desensitized to it. And you have been trained into believing that it is the solution to any problem that comes up on this planet. Even if a part of your mind says love is good, love is kind, I don't want war. But then your training kicks in. And this is what is happening as you feel your way through the results of this election you are feeling the fear and violence that has been repeatedly planted in your mind, and it is a very low-frequency feeling, and it does not make you feel happy. It does not make you feel good, and you will have difficulty bringing yourself up out of it, and this is the most difficult thing for us to uh, witness as we see your planet suffering here, we want you to know that nobody can do it for you. When you have taken violence and hatred and judgment into your mind over and over again and regurgitated it through gossip or through judging or hating somebody, such as a Trump, uh, you are in a low-frequency place and it is a process to get you back up that scale into the frequency of happiness, joy, peace, and love. It's not going to happen instantaneously, but we are bringing these books through and we are uh, doing our videos and having uh, these conversations so that you can come to understand why you feel bad. You don't feel bad because Trump was elected. You feel bad because you hate him. You feel bad because you're afraid for the future, which is an imaginary scenario in your head. You feel bad because you do not understand the laws of creation. You do not have mastery over your mind and you misinterpret your feelings. This is why you are suffering. 
And so these teachings that we bring through are what are called non-dualistic teachings. That means there is only one uh, real thing in the world, and that is love. Love is either present in your consciousness or you are blocking it. You are choosing fear. And so whenever you have a bad feeling, you have stepped into fear. That means you have blocked love coming into your mind, heart, body. And so this is a a minute-by-minute choice that each of you are making. And we would suggest that Donald Trump becomes your forgiveness practice because forgiveness is the way that you demonstrate this understanding that there are only two things to choose from, love or fear. If you choose fear, you will suffer. If you choose love, you will raise the frequency of not only yourself, but your planet. And this is a very, very simple practice. How do you feel? I feel good. You're on the right track. Keep doing what you're doing. I feel bad. What have you thought? I hate him. I hate what he stands for. I hate the way he looks. I hate the way he talks. You are suffering because you are hating and most of you are telling you the story that you hate him because he is hateful. But when you hate someone, you become hateful like them. And so you become the same as them. And that is when you begin to feel bad because you are not tapping into the love frequency that you have come from and from which you are made. And so that is why America is suffering right now. America has been indoctrinated into violence and judgment and materialism. And in that frequency, fear is generated. It is a law. You must change your consciousness as a collective up into the realms of love. And you will not elect people that demonstrate unloving behavior. But we don't want you to think that the previous administration was loving. It was not. You are witnessing many wars overseas. You are witnessing environmental devastation. You are witnessing a very uncaring and loving system that is causing a lot of people to go without the basic necessities of life, food, shelter, love, companionship, community, peace. This is what you must focus on if you want to have a different kind of experience. It is not going to come from the top down. The top down, the top is reflecting what you are all doing. You are a collective. You are creating together. Your consciousness is creating your body. Your consciousness is creating your own personal experience. And your consciousness with every other consciousness on this planet is creating the administration of your planet. And that is what we want to get through to you today is that the election, the vote, is brought from your heart, from your mind in every moment. You emit a frequency of love or fear and you will see reflected back to you the candidate that shows you that frequency. So we know that that was a very, very long and rambling answer. Uh, Any of you that know us know that we don't give short answers. But we want you to know your suffering is not necessary. 
It is not required. It doesn't do anything beneficial. The only thing that is going to benefit you and your planet is to align your mind with love. And that is why this book has come into being. It redefines love for all of you because you are very mistaken about what love is, how it functions, and uh, how it relates to your own spiritual evolution. So we will return shortly with more conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ananda. And it's so, so, so true. Unconditional love. I don't know why people don't understand the word unconditional. I was saying before the election, Donald Trump is not outside of the oneness. <laughs> you know, Donald nope. Trump is is a reflection of the country, and uh, and he's we're one. We're all one with Donald. Um, I like to call him the Donald. He used to the Donald. Uh, there yeah, was a time they used to call him the Donald. Yeah. <laughs> so the Donald is not, so he's he is a part of us. He is a reflection of us. He so whatever names that people are calling him today and after the election, after he's won, those names you're really calling yourself because he's not separate from you. And I love the the analogy, when you point your finger at one person, three fingers are pointing back at you. So it's just... The hardest part uh, about these principles is that uh, those things are very easy to say. The question is, how do you practice them? And that is where what you do every day builds and builds and builds upon itself. So if you're studying a book like A Course in Miracles, which was my spiritual practice for 15 mm-hmm. years, that book teaches you how to look at the world with love. It goes into your consciousness and excavates and shows to you all of the unloving thoughts and ideas in your mind that you're not aware of. And this is the difficulty for most people is that they see themselves as loving and kind people, but they have thousands and thousands of unloving thoughts every day that they're really oblivious of because we are so focused on the outside world, we don't go inside and pay attention to what we're thinking and saying. And the other thing is we're taught that thoughts aren't creative. We're taught that it's only what we do that matters, and that is not true. Our behavior, what we do, comes from what we think, and what we think comes from what we believe. So if people are watching violence every night on television, those images and ideas and concepts are constantly contaminating their minds with violence and hatred And when they come to make a decision in their life or speak some words, then they're going to use that information as a resource to make a decision. And this is where we're very, very unconscious as a society and we don't want to slow down, go quiet, go inside. And unfortunately, that really is the only way to train the mind. You have to discipline the mind to focus on love over and over and over again. And the truth is most people aren't doing that. They're focused, especially now, everyone's getting a really, really juicy taste of their own consciousness. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening after this election. You're not feeling anyone's mind except your own. 
and it's amplified because of all the energy that's been put into this election and the marketing around it. So whatever you're feeling now is showing you your own consciousness, nobody else's. Mm. That's interesting um, because, like I said, as soon as I sensed, and I didn't know, and I didn't, it's not like I voted for Donald Trump and it's not like I wanted him to win, but as soon as I sensed that he was the winner, my soul was elated. And, and I've, been, I've been on a high for the last three days. I am just on a high. Now, the one of the things I noticed in the, uh, Ananda had said in the video that you posted the other day was that after the election, it actually raised the vibration of yes. the world, I think. Ananda said. Yes. So can yes. we can we ask Ananda to expand on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, I'll just take a okay. breath and we'll see what they have to say. Okay. Oh, we're with you again, dear ones. Uh, we are very, very happy to elaborate on all of the delicious energies that are flying around your planet at this time. First of all, we want to tell you change is imminent on your Earth at this time. Uh, you cannot keep going the way you are going. Yeah, just take a look at your environmental issues. Uh, you cannot keep doing what you have been doing. Uh, you all have been trained into believing that the way you live is perfectly fine, but it's not. It's very, very detrimental to the world. Uh, but what is missing from your uh, understanding of creation is the part that feelings and emotions play in the creative process. And uh, we want to go back again to tell you that your mass media are manipulating you, constantly indoctrinating you into fear, because fear keeps you in the material. Fear keeps you in a place of smallness and limitation and violence. And that is part and parcel of the low-frequency generating many of the issues that you have on your earth plane at this time. Now, we would say, you would say, well, why, why was our frequency raised uh, the day after the election? Well, it was raised because you were feeling, and in that intense feeling, you are waking up. So when you are, uh, let us say, in your ordinary consciousness, uh, uh, watching your favorite TV programs, going to work, uh, buying groceries, uh, cleaning the bathroom, doing all of these ordinary tasks that most people who are not on an intensive spiritual path do. When the collective is doing that, you really are uh, on autopilot, we will say. Most of you, uh, if you have a feeling, try and get rid of it. Uh, you might eat something, you might drink drink something, you might turn the TV on so that you don't feel agitated or depressed or something like that, and you will be in a constant state of uh, medication. And that is the truth for most of you in the Western world. There is a lot of this happening. It looks like a martini after work. It looks like immediately uh, putting the television on when you walk in the house. Uh, these are the demonstrations of the medications that keep you in a low-frequency place. After the election, what you had was an entire planet. We will say the Western world. There are a lot of people who aren't paying attention, but we will say the Western world. A lot of people who were honestly 
having an emotional reaction response to that election result. And what that did was it, it brought you all up out of unconsciousness. It brought you all up out of complacency. It brought you all up into, oh my goodness, we have to do something. And this was the thought that most people have. And that is actually a higher frequency than the meditated, complacent, uh, status quo kind of consciousness that most of you live in most of the time. So from a spiritual point of view, an emotional response with a feeling, uh, we must do something to improve the quality of our planet. We cannot let hatred thrive. We must be aware of uh, racial equality. We must make sure that people are treated well. This is the thought. These are the thoughts that many of you had. They were interspersed with thoughts of hatred against the person. But generally speaking, most people want a better world. Most people's emotions were triggered into a feeling of, I want equality, I want goodness, I want racial parity, I want peace, I don't want violence. That is generally where the heart of the uh, shocked person went to. The problem with the way you're trained in your society is that you focus on the negative because you are trained to. You, you go back, you don't stay inspired, you don't think, what can I do to bring about equality? What can I do to help my uh, immigrant neighbors feel more at home? What can I do? Because of your training system in the society, you look to an authority figure to do it for you, and you passively sit in your lives bless your hearts we do not mean to sound cruel or nasty in any way that is not our purpose but posting things on Facebook is not really the best solution you have come into a time in your world where you will sit on your couch all day long posting political messages thinking that you're making a difference posting hatred or judgment thinking that you're helping well you're not it is in a genuine feeling of I want to do something to help the planet and then getting up off your chair and seeking an action that will reflect that thought so think feel act is the healthy way most of you get stuck in thinking and feeling and thinking and feeling and thinking and feeling over and over again. And this is why you get these agitated minds. Why don't you act? Because of your school system. Your school system trains you to sit in a chair and be quiet and be good. Your cultural training tells you to not speak up, to do as you are told. It tells you to be quiet. It tells you not to ruffle anyone's feathers. It tells you all of these things year after year, decade after decade, and it has made you domesticated. You're a domesticated population that has a connection to spirit, a profound desire to bring love and equality and compassion into the world, but you have been trained out of the mechanisms to bring it into being. 
You've been disconnected from your feelings. And that was the joy for us the day after the election was to feel the passion with which you want a good society. But now you must begin to act not against that which you don't want, but for that which you do want. You want to connect with the neighbors you have that are a different race or a different religion. You want to say hello to people that you don't normally say hello to. You want to donate your money not to an anti-something movement. You want to do it for something. Donate your money to a woman's shelter, for example. If you want equality for women, support those women that are leaving abusive relationships. If you want to uh, help animals, don't fight against industrial meat production. Refuse to buy the meat. Act in accord with love. That's a loving decision. You must begin to act in accord with love, not fighting against that which you don't want. You are putting your energy into the system you don't want when you fight against it because it is a low frequency. Fighting against something is a lower frequency than supporting something you love. And so this is what you must learn as spiritual creators, for that is, all you, that is what all of you are, you are all equally powerful. What you are seeing in the Trumpster is somebody who has followed his passion his whole life, refusing to listen to anyone that says he can't do it. And he has reached the highest office in the land, not fighting against people, not doing anything other than doing what he loves. He is a master of that. And that is what you need to look at him and see. Don't look at, look at him and see his errors. Look at him and see what he has accomplished by following his passion. And you all are that powerful. You are all that influential that you've been trained out of it in your education system. So that is what we want you all to look at now. What is it that makes you happy? What is it that drives you? Uh, what is that passion that drives you? What is it that brings you joy? Unfortunately, because of the, the systems in which you've been trained, many of you have lost touch with true passion. You've been working at jobs you hate for a long time, or you've been making choices that are against your real feelings for a very long time. And this is where the transformation of you as an individual must be made. You must begin to respect yourself, you must begin to love yourself. You must begin to really comprehend that the life force that brought you into being has a unique purpose and it is contained within your feelings and your passions. And that must be your guide if you are going to get in contact with your true potential. And that is what we are here to encourage you to do. We are here to encourage you to act in accord with that country that you envision, a country of equality, a country of kindness, where everybody can eat food, where everybody has a home, where everybody has their basic needs met. Start looking around America and ask yourself, how much have I got 
and where can I assist in some, with someone who has less than me? Start looking at yourself. Are you obsessed with money? Are you materialistic? Are you ignoring those people in your society that have a hard time, that perhaps aren't well-educated, perhaps aren't healthy, perhaps have been born into very difficult circumstances? This is where love resides, in the mind that begins to look for how to make this an equal opportunity country. And so this is what we want this election to bring up in you. Where are you intolerant? Where are you defensive? Where are you attacking of other kinds of people? Because it is a reflective universe. And anything that is being shown to you uh, in full color in front of you is for you to look at and ask, am I like that at all? Do I do any of these things? And this is something that it takes a lot of courage because you have been trained out of honesty. You've been trained into presenting a social face to the world, which is sweet and nice and doesn't argue, these kinds of things. But when you go beneath the surface, when you go into your heart, do you gossip about people? Do you judge people? Are you fearful? These are the frequencies that are coming out now because of the stress of this situation. When everything is calm and the dinner's on the table and the bills are paid, it is very, very easy to pretend that everything is okay. When the rug gets pulled out from underneath you, when a shock happens, a death, a job loss, someone getting elected to office that you don't like, that's when you start to feel all of the beliefs that are hidden within your own consciousness. And that is what we would ask all of you to do today. Go beneath the form, which is that Donald Trump has been elected, and go into your own heart and mind and ask you, what is really, ask yourself, what is really going on here? What are you afraid of? Are you afraid of uh, prejudice? Are you afraid of racial violence? Then do something about it. Don't fight against Donald Trump or what you believe he stands for, but stand for equality. Help people who are oppressed. This is where thought turns into feeling, and now it is your opportunity to turn it into action. This is what you must all do. You must stop thinking and feeling and thinking and feeling and thinking and feeling. You must think, you must feel, and you must decide what action can I do in the world that is going to reinforce that which I wish to see more of. So just as somebody who is uh, eating donuts all day will see a negative manifestation in their body, they must back up that desire for a lean, slim body with action. Just thinking and feeling, thinking I'm fat and unattractive and feeling bad about it, thinking and feeling, thinking and feeling is not going to change what happens. They must think, I don't feel good. I don't feel healthy. They must feel, oh, I feel a change coming on. They must act. They buy something else and they eat something else. Then they will see a different manifestation. So understand, this is so important for you to take the energy that has been created in this election 
and turn it around so that you are doing something good for what you believe in, not fighting against what you hate. We will return shortly. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ananda. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah, like I said, honestly, I am on such a high, and my high started when I just had the inkling that Donald Trump won. And what my soul was saying to me is is this is the beginning of awakening for humanity. And um, the the analogy, let me share with you the analogy that my soul kind of painted for me. Um, Like if you have a, a pot, uh, a dirty pot and all the muck settles to the bottom, you know, and it's just the, mm-hmm. the muck is just laying there at the bottom. But uh, you need something to stir it up, to stir up the muck, to bring the muck up so the muck can get released. So that's kind of the analogy in the, the picture that my soul was saying, that, that Donald Trump is the stir, that's stirring up all the yeah. muck that just has settled at the bottom. And that's why we I'm, have to, yeah. We Go have ahead. to remember the muck the muck is in us. Yeah. The muck is in us. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Yes, yes, so yes. But my my soul was saying us. that yeah. this is the beginning of awakening, you know, and yeah. I, I just sensed it, you know. I just sensed it. I was I'm serious. I've been on a high. I just like I've been dancing through the house. <laughs> I really have. Cause I, <laughs> I, I have to. I mean, just uh, you know, sometimes I just speak as an ordinary person, and uh, my belief is that uh, the status quo is not benefiting uh, the planet. It's not be- benefiting uh, the average person. Uh, you know, there's a lot of suffering going on in the world. I mean, honestly, North America is rich compared to most other parts of the world. But the, a lot of the other parts of the world are producing all of the products that we use here. The pollution is, you know, if you go somewhere like China that are producing all of these products that we're using, they're suffering from the pollution that's producing all of this, uh, all of these goods that we're using. We're kind of oblivious to it, and mm-hmm. uh, our life looks much cleaner than it actually should. If we were living, if we had to live with the pollution. Let's say that all of our computers, when they're being produced, uh, cause, you know, in the end, of course, we do. The world is uh, connected. Everything's connected. But I think uh, I think the bubble's been burst, and I think you're right. I, I feel that, too. I think that this uh, election is going to be a very, very good thing for getting people aligned with what they want. Uh, the trouble is, most of the people that are hurt and upset are watching the mass media and they're just uh, regurgitating all of the negativity and hatred and uh, uh, that's of course why we're doing what we do but uh, it would be nice if we were <laughs> if uh, it was as, if the spiritual practice was as popular but it's it's getting more and more popular yeah uh, I, yes, I would actually like to point out here that uh, there's a wonderful uh, online TV station called Gaia TV and I would recommend Love it. any of you that uh, want to stop watching mainstream TV check out Gaia TV there's thousands and thousands of inspiring shows, healthy discussions spiritual uh, points of view and it gives you something to watch that feeds the soul rather than uh, the endless negativity of the mass media so I just want to throw that in there <laughs> So true. No, I love it. I love Gaia TV. So true. And also, I I just actually, this um, revelation came to me recently. 
as to why I started this show, one of the reasons why was as a child, and I was this this made me think of this when Ananda was talking about how in school um, what we're taught. As a child, mm-hmm. my father would say, children are to be seen and not heard. And I had a mm-hmm. lot I wanted to say as a child yeah. that I couldn't say that I didn't feel I was able to say. So I think why my passion led me, my soul led me to start this show almost two years ago was I had a a lot, I really was pinned up for a long time. My voice was, you know, silenced, um, especially growing up. And I I didn't want to be silenced anymore, you know. So it was interesting. I thought about that. If you think about that saying, children should be seen and not heard, that really is still playing out in a lot of ways. And, uh, you know, we're trained to what's a good child and what's a bad child. A good child is a child that sits down and never says anything unless somebody asks them, somebody who's not rambunctious, you know. Uh, So uh, when you translate a good child into an adult, then you have a very complacent person. You have someone who really doesn't know how to make things happen. And and I think this is really what we're, you know, hearing from Ananda is every time you tell a child to shut up and sit down and be quiet, you are training them into passivity. And if you're sticking them in front of a television all the time, you're training them into passivity and violence at the same time, which is a terrifying mm-hmm. thought. And I think that that's really what we're reaping the rewards of in this time and place. And so uh, I think that's a really important thing to bring up is that, you know, the more television your children watch, uh, that is violent, and I include, like, violent video games in that, Mm -hmm. Uh, you're guaranteeing that wars will continue. Those little minds are aligning with violence every time they're watching that kind of show. And we have to take responsibility as individuals and parents for what's going into our minds. Our minds are what creates this world. And, uh, boy, we're really off track. So I think, you know, this wake-up call is is a very, very good thing. Um, Yes, it it is. I I so agree. And I I so understand I have a six-year-old grandson, and he spent the summer with me. And he knows when he he calls me Mima. When he comes to Mima's house, no violent uh, cartoons. I mean, there is. Uh, can you believe all the violence that are in that's in ca- cartoons? I mean, that we're feeding two, three, four-year-olds all this. Uh, so he knows only educational cartoons and shows. Some, you know, mm-hmm. nothing with any. He knows when he comes to Mima's ha- house, none of that. But why are we as a society? Feeding our children, feeding our babies violence. I, I well, don't have an the answer. The unfortunate part is, is we feed ourselves violence. And if you're mm-hmm. doing it to your own mind by watching, you know, all of these violent shows and violent movies, of course your frequency is set down at a low frequency, and you're gonna let your kids do it too. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, it comes back to personal responsibility. We have to change our own frequency, and then. Letting someone watch violence in your home is impossible. You can't do it. You won't let it happen. Um, right. So, you know, it's, uh, people will do to their children what they do to themselves. Uh, you know, most people rationalize watching, oh, it's just entertainment. No, it's not. It's the uh, 
the uh, raw materials that your mind is going to use to uh, create its experience. So mm-hmm. you've got to pay attention to what's going in there. That's so true, so true. So you you and I had the same reaction as far as uh, the the election. We felt that it's a, it's a good thing that, it's just my soul is saying it's a good thing because it's got, it's a step to awakening humanity. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's all about waking up, waking up to the truth of who you are and who we are as a as one. Um, so amazing. Now, I I was uh, ex- honestly expecting a lot of callers to ask come in and uh, ask questions. Let me just uh, let the listeners know they can call in. Um, the number to call in is 347-857-1083. I'll repeat that, 347-857-1083. If you have a question for Tina or Ananda, you're welcome to call in with a question. Um, but tell us, now that we, uh, have, we, we, we really dove into the election, I think that was a good thing, <laughs> a good topic okay. to 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 talk about. But tell us a little bit more about this wonderful new book that just came out this summer. Okay. Uh, it's, well, the title I thought was a rather epic title. I woke up in the middle of the night with that title in my mind and had to write it down because I knew I wouldn't remember it. Uh, love and a Map to the Unaltered Soul. Um, it's a book about love. It's a, a book that uh, is redefining love. So in the beginning of the book, uh, Ananda talks about how um, spirit creates the physical body, how um, a baby is uh, created, not just through sexual intercourse as we believe it to be, but from the spiritual point of view, why it wants a body, what that uh, purpose is. And uh, it goes through childhood and uh, explains to us all of the different forms uh, that love manifests itself into. And it's, a, it's really a redefining of love because what we have done, uh, most of us in our lives, because of how we've been trained, we think of love as only the relationship between people. And often we think of, you know, the main sexual love relationship, marriage, partner, whatever, husband, wife, as the main most valuable love relationship, uh, perhaps second to children, uh, the mother-child, father-child bond. But what this book is doing is asking us to redefine love so that we begin to really get that love is a frequency that we can hold all the time and we don't have to have another person around to do it. Of course, we're always around to do it. You can always love yourself. And that's, mm-hmm. of course, where they want us to start. But we can love life itself. And that this is really one of the fundamental aspects of love that we forget. We forget to see ourselves as divine in nature. And so we will attack ourselves. Let's say, I'm too this or I'm not enough of that. And you're literally attacking a divine aspect of God. Mm -hmm. And when you attack yourself, you feel bad. Of course you do. But the reason you feel bad is because you're being unloving to something that is holding the frequency of love. And that that's really what they want us to get is that the more loving and appreciative we are of ourselves, 
and our experience here, the higher our frequency will go, the more health we'll have, the, the, the more financial abundance we'll have, the more creativity and peace we'll have. And we can access that love frequency all the time by appreciating and caring for and loving all aspects of our lives. So, for example, they talk about having a passion. Uh, such Okay, we'll use you as an example. You've got this passion for your radio show and bringing this information to the world. That is a love relationship in your life. And if we start to look at our passions and see them as love relationships, not just that you have to have a member of the opposite sex in your life as a love relationship, that you start to see everything that you enjoy and that you're drawn to as a love relationship, then you begin to see your life as full of love and you begin to see yourself as a loving person. And you raise your frequency because so many people will say, oh, I'm alone, I've got no, I've got no, no one to love me but they don't love themselves, they don't pursue their passions, they don't fill their life with things that they care for and love. They might be sitting alone feeling very, very sorry for themselves, but really they aren't offering love either. They aren't loving what they have. They aren't uh, appreciating what they have. And that's really the first part of the book is redefining love so that we begin to seek it out in the most ordinary of days, in the most ordinary of circumstances. So to get up on a sunny morning and to go stand out in the, you know, the fresh morning air and say, wow, I just love this. This is love in my life. Mm. And then you get that feeling of goodness. You get that feeling of frequency going up. And then you begin to look at the world in a different way if you start out looking for what you can be grateful for, what you can appreciate. You know, um, I, I broke my foot a couple of years ago really, really badly and I was in a wheelchair and I had to have an operation and I couldn't walk. Boy, did I appreciate walking. Now, that's something that we don't think of. Okay, you know, we all get to walk. Well, most of us that are lucky get to walk. But you don't appreciate it until you've lost it. Get up in the morning and say, wow, my body works. I can move my arms, I can make a cup of tea, I can walk down the stairs. We don't think of that as love, but it is. If you look at your body and appreciate it for what it is doing right, mostly we only pay attention when it stops working. But to actually actively appreciate it, you're going to be healthier and happier every single day that you do that that's going to bring more love into your life because you're already holding the frequency of love, which is appreciation. Mm-hmm. Because that's really what happens when you fall in love with someone. You look at them with appreciating eyes and you feel good and you mistake it for them. But it's actually what you're doing, looking on someone with love, looking on someone with forgiving eyes. And so they're really going into the fundamental structure of love and how it works. Um, it was funny because when I was writing the book, I thought it was an Ananda book. And then about chapter 15, uh, Ananda said, and that's all that's all we're going to say. And now we're going to bring Jesus in. So he started channeling around chapter 15. Mm-hmm. And uh, then a few chapters later, he actually handed the reins over and I channeled Mary Magdalene for the first time. So the, mm-hmm. the, 
the most interesting thing about this book in particular is that Mary Magdalene tells her love story uh, with Jesus. So she talks about what it was like to fall in love with him, what it was like to be married to him. And uh, it is a wonderful story. And anyone who's read uh, Jesus, My Autobiography, my third book, will want to hear the uh, girl side of the story. (laughs) Mm, Amazing. But no, it's so wonderful what you just said about following your passion because um, I, I did start this show about two years, almost two years ago, and it, it is it's definitely a passion. My, my passion, my vision, my mission is to inspire the world to awaken to oneness. But so much has transpired since the last time you and I spoke. Um, I'm now really following my passion of awakening the world to oneness pretty much full time. I partnered mm-hmm. with Humanities Team. Um, it's an organization started by, founded by Neil Donald Walsh, the author of the Conversations with God book series. And mm-hmm. six months ago, I partnered with them, and so I with with Humanities Team with the show, and and also I speak uh, weekly on a, another show, Awakening Together. I'm I'm following my passion full time, mm-hmm. and it's amazing and like you said I'm, I'm totally in love with what I'm doing mm-hmm. and I I understand exactly what you're saying so I encourage people all the time look in within and follow that passion that really really sparks your your inner being and and all else will fall into place like you said you know you don't have to worry about money or any of those things there's no reason to because you're you're doing what you love and when you're doing what you love you're excited and happy all the time and so yes it's 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 wonderful so definitely you know one of the things that um this society trains us into is if, if only we could meet the right person then everything would be okay uh and that's it really is a detrimental belief system because you're constantly looking to someone outside of you to change how you're feeling inside. And it is really kind of perpetuated by all the romantic movies and all the romantic songs. Mm -hmm. And people would say, oh, well, you know, that's negative not to believe in romance. But when you believe in romance to a fault, that means where you refuse to look for love anywhere else, then you're really limiting yourself really really cutting off all of those avenues and this is what I love about this book is uh, it just tells you all of the myriad ways that you can feel love and that that really is what will bring you the great love of your life if you want to meet a partner if you want to have a passionate uh, you know uh, love relationship then Focusing your own mind on loving feelings, focusing your own mind on appreciation and your own love for life uh, Mm -hmm. really does shift it. And I think that's why, you know, so many of the relationships in this world don't work because people don't even people don't even like themselves, let alone love themselves, you know, and that Mm -hmm. was really my journey. I I went from being very self-loathing. I actually attempted suicide when I was 17 because I hated myself so much. Um, my journey, my spiritual journey really began the day after I failed to kill myself. 
and oh. I began to live life more fully. I went back to university and took something I loved, which was completely uh, in, uh, impractical. I, I took archaeology. That, but, mm-hmm. but after I woke up from that attempted suicide, what I realized was that I had to live my life. And that was a turning point because I started to honor my passions and I started to refuse to do anything that I didn't like. And I know that the foundation for my spiritual awakening was built in those years where I really uh, refused to compromise myself. And I became an artist in my early 30s. And, uh, you know, you hear so many stories or you can't make a living as an artist. And I refused to believe that. And uh, I made myself my uh, living as an artist for about 15 years and did, did really well. So mm-hmm. your spiritual practice is a moment-by-moment moment journey through coming to understand what love feels like. And it feels really good, but it can love, be loving your garden, it can be loving your children, it can be loving walking, it can be loving writing, it can be loving anything. And really, when you learn what love is from this sort of ground up kind of philosophy which is being talked about in this book Mm -hmm. every day is a wonderful opportunity to feel really good and I think that's that's all anyone wants that's why people Mm -hmm. buy cars it's why they uh, drink lots of alcohol it's why they eat lots of food they want to feel better but nobody's taught them how to do it and that that's why I think this book is so important because it's really going into the basics of how to feel good without any kind of substance, uh, without any kind of help from anyone else other than just learning how the mind and the heart works. And so, yeah, I would, I obviously when I channel a book, uh, the first time I read it, I read it the way you read it. Um, mm-hmm. I sort of vaguely remember what they channel, but not specifically. So uh, I really loved this book. I thought it was beautiful. And I think, uh, Channeling Mary Magdalene for the first time was uh, was a surprise for me. I didn't know that I was going to do it, uh, but mm. that story is fascinating because, of course, it wasn't very easy being married to Jesus. He was an exceptional person, and mm-hmm. uh, she had to uh, uh, work with him in his life. And so her story is very, very interesting indeed. And so uh, it's well worth uh, it's well worth just to to get her side of the story. Well, I'm definitely going to be curling up with it <laughs> very soon. Um, but I also love that you mentioned about um, being in the now, you know, that, that mm-hmm. it's a moment-to-moment and appreciating this moment, you know, yeah. from moment-to-moment, just truly being thankful in this moment. And like you said, um, when you broke your foot and weren't, wasn't able to walk, you you didn't you realize when you did, weren't able to walk how you missed being able to walk? And and that's yeah. so true. We take so much for granted, you know. Yeah, and if you we, actually start to pay attention to what you have already, and this is where, I mean, not to belabor the election, but I think if most North Americans look around at what they have, the homes they have and the cars they have and the freezers full of food they have and the fridges they have and the possessions they have and looked at that and appreciated it every single day rather than looking at what might go wrong, 
they would be inviting a consciousness shift in this country that would be tremendous because so many people have so much, but they really don't don't get that they have a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I okay. when I broke my foot, I couldn't work, I couldn't drive, I had to get my son to buy me groceries. I learned so much about what just being able to walk does. But I guarantee you, most of us go through the day never thinking about it. And mm-hmm. you know, it's really it's so funny because now when I look at people running or playing soccer, because it was it was an Achilles tendon that got disconnected from my heel. It was a really bad injury. And I watch people's Achilles heels and I, and I think, oh, they just don't appreciate how strong that uh, tendon is and how much it allows you to do. But the interesting thing that's happened to me since I had that uh, accident was that I walk every day for an hour or two. I go to the gym all the time. I pay more attention to keeping myself fit and keeping my feet and ankles and legs strong because I did have that experience of not being able to Mm -hmm. walk for six months. And so I appreciate it more. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, you know, uh, we we can take a negative, uh, like the election here, everything's being brought Mm -hmm. up into very, very sharp focus for everybody. And I think it's a really good time for everyone to appreciate that they do have a vote, that they do have a very, very wealthy country, that they do have the opportunity to be free, to choose what they do. I think Mm -hmm. the biggest thing that has to come from this election is is just awareness of how uh, the media manipulates your emotions and indoctrinates you into fear and and to really begin to step back from that, uh, seeing all of this fear-mongering as a very unloving uh, frequency that's being held uh, in the mass media. Mm-hmm. And also, I love that Ananda brought up the the current um, presidency, you know, eight years, mm-hmm. <laughs> Barack Obama. I love the fact that she brought up, um, I, I, like I said, I don't watch the news, but I don't think there's been a year in the past eight years where there hasn't been war. You know, yeah. so... Yeah, so uh, wh- why, you know, what are we complaining about? There's another new president starting in January, but what did, you know, as far as on a spiritual level, what what kind of peace to the world did Barack Obama really bring? You know? Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, we as soon as we go into that, I mean, it's it's they bring it up because they want us to, you know, um, if we see somebody um, on television who's hate mongering or fighting or attacking somebody, that person was holding that frequency the day before yesterday as well. This didn't just happen today. Mm-hmm. This didn't just happen because Trump got in. That right. violent underbelly of Western society was there last week as well, and it was it was there last month. This mm-hmm. is not a creation of the of Donald Trump. This is a creation of the frequency that Western society holds. Where is it coming from? It's coming yes. from all of this violence that we're watching all the time, and mm. that is not Trump doing that. That's everybody individually choosing to do that. Um, 
you know, these teachings that are coming through um, Ananda and Jesus and Mary are non-dualistic teachings. That means there is only one choice, and it's love. You've got to keep choosing love, uh, and that means you've got to include yourself in it, first of all. And this is something that is uh, uh, often misunderstood by people. They will do everything for everyone else, but they won't look after themselves. They won't say, no, I don't want to do that. They'll sacrifice themselves believing that that's the better thing to do. And this is where, you know, our energies get very, very confused. Love yourself first, whatever that means. Do what Mm -hmm. makes you happy. Look after your body. Be kind to yourself. That means don't say hateful things when, you know, you think no one can hear that you look in the mirror and say, I hate the way you look. These are frequency-setting thoughts that create your world. It's very, Mm -hmm. very simple, really. And, uh, you know, this post-election world is showing you the frequency that is held in a lot of people's minds, and it's not very Mm -hmm. loving. Mm -hmm. This book is very, very timely in that sense. We don't understand how creation works, and we don't understand... Mm -hmm. But what we think about comes into being. We don't stand a chance of creating the world we want. We have to come to really comprehend these basic truths about our own consciousness and about how reality comes into being. Uh, so this it's is uh, so, so true. I want to share an experience I had with mm-hmm. you today. Um, I'm, I'm going to a funeral tomorrow and uh, mm. a memorial service. And uh, I do memorial montages. This is another one of my past passions. I've been, oh goodness, for almost 20, now, 20 years now, I've been anyone I know, family member, friend, um, if someone um, transitions in their family, mm-hmm. I offer to do a memorial montage. So, um, I'm, so I needed to go by the church, and I called the church this morning spoke to the secretary. She said, with it being um, Veterans Day, she's the only one there, and she was going to only be there to 2 o'clock. And I said, well, I just want to take a look at the media layout to see what I need to bring as far as, you know, equipment and all of that so mm-hmm. everything will go smoothly for tomorrow. So I called her about 10.30, and I got there. I told her I'd be there 1 o'clock got there one o'clock on the dot now she wasn't alone (laughs) there was this lady there who i didn't know um never met before but the lady obviously the secretary had said i was coming and so the lady knew i was coming but she didn't know who i was so she had all like you said we give off energy she came she came at me with all this negative energy like the family didn't tell us tell her about any media, any any presentation, any, you know, I call memorial montage or I don't even she didn't she just she had all this negative energy coming at me. I just I like I'm walking inside of a church. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh so I just you know, I I I I, I recognized her energy coming at me right away and I grounded myself. I, I took a few deep breaths, and I just grounded myself. I said, well, um, the family asked me to do this, and um, I was told uh, to ask for a Richard. And she said, well, Richard is um, the uh, musician, and he's not here, and, and he didn't say anything. about." I said, 
Well, you know what it sounds like to me very calmly? It sounds like there was a little miscommunication. Um, Richard spoke to the family but didn't let the family know that the family also needed to speak to you because this was the Mm -hmm. lady that was in charge of, you know, setting up the room and all of that. So she was left out of the loop. (laughs) I said, okay, it just sounds like there's a miscommunication here. You know what, I'll give the family a call, and why don't you give Richard a call, and then maybe, you know, we can... And then it says, well, he's a doctor. I can't call him in the middle of the day. And I said, well, can you maybe just leave him a voicemail message? Yeah, you know, I was just very, because very, the energy, so by, before the, you know, she called the Richard, I called the family, and everything got straightened out without a hitch very easily. But it's just that that could easily have gone a different way if I matched yes. her energy. That's right. So what you did was there was a circumstance where she was afraid. She was afraid that it was going to be confusing or she was afraid that she was going to look stupid or she was afraid that it would upset the family. She'd gone into fear and you brought love to the circumstance. That means you didn't match her frequency. You brought a quiet, calm mind that was very practiced though. Your practice is looking for that love frequency now that lady may not have that practice so in a stressful situation all of her fearful beliefs bubble to this and come across as that frantic energy and this is what we're all dealing with every day we encounter energies and well i'll speak for myself my job is to bring love to the situation in whatever way i can and that may just be not attacking back. That is an act of love. If somebody attacks you verbally, for example, and you don't attack them back, that is an act of love because you're not joining in that lower frequency, but it takes great awareness. Like you said, you took a couple of breaths. This is a perfect way of maintaining your presence. Breathing makes you present because you can't go into the future and get scared if you're present. And so these are some of the practices that you can add to a forgiveness practice. So forgiveness means that even if that woman came at you with a negative energy, you interpret her behavior from a compassionate place and you say she was just confused and in fear, so I'm not going to hold it against her. I'm not going to think of her badly. I'm going to forgive her. And that's a very, very simple circumstance, but those are the kinds of circumstances that people are faced with all the time, and we don't really think of that as an opportunity to be loving. Mm-hmm. Most, a oh, lot yeah. of people would by the end negatively. Of the, yeah. yeah, by the end of my uh, encounter with her, oh, she was, oh, it, I, you could see how my, my vibration just, you know, as by me just speaking nice and calm and saying, okay, well, this is just a misunderstanding. We can easily clear this up. It just, it just really diffused her. And by the end, we were talking to she and I was talking, and I was talking to her daughter. We were having a lovely conversation before the, you know, the end of the convers, the, the end of the encounter. Well, yeah. But it, it I mean, could I have gone a totally different way. Mm-hmm. It totally could. And this is what we want to look at, like with the election, for example. This mm-hmm. is just a bigger conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a conversation between lots of people, and 
you know, this new person who's been elected. Now, the conversation is very fearful at the moment. People are like that lady. All of their fears are being triggered because of what they've been taught to believe about this person and about how it's going to look. But if everybody can just calm down and add love to the mix, add love to the situation, first of all, just breathe and get present. Okay, get present. Nothing is actually happening right now. And now people, some people will say, yes, there is. There are demonstrations and people are being hurt. And Well, that's what people are choosing to put on the television stations to keep you upset, to keep. But if you turn your TV off, Nothing bad is happening. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what we have to remember. Every time you turn those violent episodes on and put them in your mind, you are inviting fear to live inside your consciousness. And this is what we all have to do every day is to say, you know what, I'm only inviting love to live in my consciousness. That's mm-hmm. all I want to experience. And that's my choice. And that is the discipline of training the mind and that's Mm -hmm. the discipline of presence is because when you're present and your mind has been trained into just being where it actually is Mm -hmm. then you can respond rather than react and that's what you chose to do today you didn't react to that woman you responded calmly because you've set a frequency Mm -hmm. and this Mm -hmm. is what we want everyone to begin to to see that's happening to them in this negative response negative reaction to the Mm -hmm. election is that their frequency has been set artificially low through mass media they need to take back that frequency and say you know what I'm not going to put any of this negativity in there anymore Mm -hmm. if Facebook is contaminated with all of these hateful ideas then I'm either going to unfriend those people or I'm going to shut my computer and go for a walk and play with my dog or cook dinner or whatever it is that feels good in that moment and make a choice moment after moment, Mm -hmm. you know? Now, I love to ask, now we we asked Ananda, I love to ask Jesus his uh, thoughts of the uh, U.S. election. Okay. Let me just have a little sip of water here. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, he takes a couple of breaths to come in, so you'll hear me go quiet for a minute. Oh, not a minute, Mm -hmm. probably just a Ten seconds or so, and then he'll come. Okay. Your obsession with war is the underlying problem in your society. I am that one that you know as Jesus, and this is really... Uh, a wonderful time in your society's development, even though it does not feel like it. Uh, these communications that we are having with humanity through this being are designed to focus your mind on love. That is what I taught on the earth plane when I was here so many years ago. And that is what I am teaching now through this being. Focus your mind on love. It is an obsession with war that has brought into manifestation the fractiousness and the upset and the emotional distress that everybody is feeling now. When a mind is 
trained into believing that attack is the solution, then war is manifested. Now, war can take many forms. War can look like an agitated mind. War can look like hating your mother-in-law. War can look like gossiping about your boss. War can look like bombing another country. These are all different manifestations of conflict to differing degrees, but they are of the same frequency. And this is what we want you to understand as you reel from the energy that has been generated by this election. This election did not cause these feelings your education and your indoctrination into judgment, war, and conflict are the original cause of these feelings. Because when you see this person that you believe as a collective, those beings who are feeling very negative right now, when you see this person elected, what comes up in the mind are visions of violence. What comes up in the mind are visions of war. These visions are not being created from nothing. They are being manufactured from all of the violence and war images that have ever gone into your consciousness. So if the same consciousness had been implanted with love, feelings of kindness, images of humans being nice to each other, these images of fear would not arise in the mind now. So this is what we want you to know, is that you have created the visions in your mind that are arising now from the past entertainment and the past newsreels and the past judgmental thoughts and ideas that have gone through your consciousness. Everything that comes up in the mind in the form of images and ideas about the future have been implanted in the mind repeatedly. And this is what is so important for you all to understand, that it is what you do every day that creates your future. It is what you think about all the time that creates the physical manifestations that are going to come into being in the future. So this current experience, this divisive, world that you are witnessing, this accusatory language that is being thrown around on your televisions and in your conversations with each other, people are losing friendships over this voting that has transpired. They are having arguments with people. They are dismissing people as unvaluable, a waste of the energy because they voted for this person. These are all demonstrations of war, separation, hatred, and the ego mind at play. So this reaction has not come from nowhere. It has been fed and nurtured and brought into being by thousands and thousands of hours of watching fearful images, ideas, and beliefs. The only way that you are going to bring into 
uh, being in your world that which is love, that which is kindness, that which is generosity and equality. This is the next big evolutionary jump for your society is equality. Uh, You must put those ideas and beliefs into your consciousness now. You must begin now to feed love and uh, compassion and equality into your consciousness. That means if you see uh, inequality anywhere in your world that you begin to uh, uh, speak up about it. Let us say somebody makes a a joke about uh, a sexist joke, whether it be about a man or a woman. We want the women to stand up as well and say, it's not funny to put down men. It's not funny to put down women. It's not funny to put down somebody of another race or another religion. These are the times that these seeds are sown when you stand by quietly and do not say anything. Uh, Now, some people believe that to be spiritual, you must not ruffle anyone's feathers or say anything that is upsetting. But remember, the upset arises in the other person because of where their consciousness is. You are not causing the upset. You are merely speaking loving words saying, in my uh, humble opinion, as long as we attack anybody, this world is not going to get better. I can't stand by and let you attack a Muslim or a Christian or a Jew or a woman or a man or a black person or a white person. If everybody stood up and said that is not acceptable, we must love each other, then this world would change. It is only in the unconsciousness, it is only in the complicity of silence that these things carry on. If, for example, you go to a store and they have what you consider a sexist or uh, inappropriate uh, uh, advertisement or display of some kind, you can go to the store manager and say, I do not appreciate having that sexist advertisement in your store. Please know that I don't approve of it. Now, We are not talking about being prudes here. We are not talking about going back in time and uh, making uh, laws about uh, sexual expression. That is not what we are saying. We are saying become aware of where prejudices are trained into us. They are trained into uh, the consciousness of the West through advertising, through repetitive images, that you see all over the place. When you begin to realize that it is in these things that the seeds of hatred and division are planted and then entertained in the mind, that is the individual's job to pay attention to those things. But most beings are trained and conditioned in this society to do as they are told. We have mentioned this many, many times. What you must begin to be willing to entertain is the idea that sometimes people aren't going to like what you do. Sometimes people are going to ask you to do things that you don't want, and you have the right to not do that. You have the right to say, I don't feel like it, or I don't want to do it, or I can't help you with that right now, or I'm afraid you're going to have to do that yourself because it doesn't feel right to you. This is where your spiritual practice really begins. And this is what you must pay attention to after this election. 
this does not feel good. This ranting and raving that I'm doing or this judgment that I'm hurling against this person, this, these beliefs that have been activated in my consciousness don't feel good. I am suffering right now. I'm afraid. I'm angry. I'm upset. These are the ways that you begin to come to understand that you are out of alignment with love. But when you are in deeply immersed in fear, when you are living in a mind that is very distorted, and that unfortunately is the case for most people who watch a lot of television and watch a lot of movies and violence, their minds are very, very distorted, they will not have loving thoughts. They will not be generating a high frequency. And so there is a process that you must go through as an individual, first of all, to accept, I don't feel happy. I don't feel good. I don't feel loving towards this person. And then to come to understand that that means that what you're doing is wrong. Not what they're doing, what you're doing. All of the feelings that are coming up in each of you are coming up from your conscious, coming from someone outside of you. They are coming from your own hatreds, your own judgment, your own lack of loving perception. They are not coming from anywhere else but within your own interpretation of the world. And in the end, that is all you have to change. You have to come to a place of understanding that interpreting the world as a hateful place will mean that you are not happy. Interpreting the world as a loving place and bringing love to each situation to the best of your ability is going to make everything better. But you must know what has been done to your consciousness. You must know what has been done to train you into fear and loathing and judgment. And that is our job. We bring books through this being and we bring many recordings through this being, trance channeled recordings through this being, which means that she is surrendering her consciousness as an act of love for you. That is what is happening here. This being has decided that beings of higher mind are allowed to use her consciousness, her body, her voice, help you evolve because she was unevolved she added love to her consciousness and she stopped suffering. And she knows that the more of you that come to understand that the more loving you are, the less judgmental you are, the more forgiving you are, the less you will suffer. And that is why she has made this love offering to all of you. So we want to remind you of that, that this is not some random act here. This being is allowing us to use her body-mind as an act of love for you so that you may hear these messages and you may come to understand what creates war and what creates peace. You create war and you create peace. You create war in your mind, first of all, or you create peace in your mind, first of all. And when you create war in your mind, you generate hateful thoughts. And those hateful thoughts generate hateful words. If you plant peace in your mind, you bring loving thoughts into mind and you will express loving words. And then you will express loving actions. And then, if each of you do this, you will create a loving society. 
stop looking at Mr. Trump as the problem, stop looking at the government as the problem, and go inside your own mind and ask yourself, why am I so fearful? Why am I so angry? Why am I so judgmental? Why am I feeling so much hatred for this person? I don't even know him. All I have done is listen to stories that somebody else has told about him. It is a grand form of gossip. We want you to know on this side that change from the old paradigm, from the status quo of unconsciousness and uh, uh, going along like a herd of sheep is a very, very good thing. But you have a choice in this moment to bring hatred and judgment and fear into this new administration or you have the opportunity to send this person loving thoughts, supportive thoughts, kind thoughts that will change the frequency of your society. And that is why we are here. We are here to tell you that the thoughts you hold are creating your society, not the thoughts that that man holds. He is a reflection. And as you change your mind, he will change. The more of you that side with love, the more of you that become miracle-minded thinkers, that means that you are aligning with the truth that thought is the beginning of manifestation. Thoughts, feelings, and actions come from those unmanifested aspects of your interior world. When you understand this truly and completely, you will know that every time you send Mr. Trump a loving thought, a compassionate thought, a supportive thought, you will work a miracle. You will see this man changing in front of your very eyes, and he is, will not be the demon that you think he is. But it is in awareness, it is in compassion, it is in love, and it is in courage that you will make this transformation. So go deep inside and unearth your hatreds, your prejudices, your fear, your protectionism, your narrow-mindedness. And in doing that, you will say and do and be kinder and more loving. And it is that that will change your society. Attacking him will not. It will bring you more of the same, more war, more conflict, more violence. Turn your televisions off. Turn on loving programs that inform you about your consciousness and kindness and how to raise healthy foods and healthy families. And you will be proving in your actions and your words and your deeds that you are pro-choice. That means choosing love over everything else. That is what we want you to think of pro-choice as. Pro-choice means you choose love every time. And in that choice, you will bring into manifestation a world that is a joy to live in. That is what is coming your way. There is a golden era coming onto your planet. And this is part of it. Do not be deceived by the rhetoric that is out there. Do not be deceived by the messages of the television. They have not got your best interests at heart. Go inside, quieten down your mind, connect with your guides and teachers, connect with us through the maintenance of peace in your mind. You must get your mind into a peaceful state. And that is what these books that this being is bringing through are designed to do. They are designed to instruct you, to teach you, and to help you understand that life is to be lived in a frequency of love, 
kindness and compassion. Nothing else will do. You will continue, you will continue to suffer as long as you judge. Stop judging him as a judger. Stop being that negative voice yourself and bring love to the situation and everything will change and it will change quickly. When you choose love day after day, week after week, your body will change, your life will change, your relationships will change, your government will change. Your government is merely a reflection of the frequency of your country. So that is the thought that we want to leave you with today. Your government is a reflection of the frequency of your country. That means the collective thoughts of all of you are manifested for you to see. Are you happy with it? Or do you think it's time to change your mind? I am that one that you know is Jesus. And I am not the Jesus that you think I am. I'm a revolutionary. I always was a revolutionary. And I am a revolutionary now. I bring to you revolutionary ideas. But they are not new ideas. They are merely ideas that have been suppressed for many, many centuries. Now is the time for each of you to stand up and be counted as a warrior for the love revolution. Don't be deceived by your television set. Don't be deceived by the indoctrinations that you've had through your movies. Violence is not the answer. Hatred is not the answer. Judgment is not the answer. Forgive them, for they know not what they do. They are confused and they are separated from love. It is your responsibility to connect yourself with love first and then to shine that beacon out for everybody else to see. We will speak to you again at another time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. That was so amazing and so, so wonderful. Oh, my God. That was so, 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 uh, there's no words. There's no no words. I'm I'm going to have to listen to it again. There are no words. Because I... uh, I can never oh, yes, remember you what must. You, oh, yeah. Oh, this, this, uh, you, I do, you know, I put my, all my shows on YouTube, too. I mean, it'll be available on Blog Talk Radio, but it'll be on YouTube tonight. <laughs> um, okay. It is, you know, it's amazing. Thank you so, so much. And um, we are coming down to the wire of two hours. It's, uh, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, it's unbelievable. But, but please, share with our listeners before we go. Um, share with our, our our listeners what's coming up for you um, as far as events and, and how they can find you and follow you. Okay. Uh, well, we have a website uh, called uh, channelingjesus.com, and uh, you can give us your email at that website, and uh, we send out uh, any Uh, news that uh, we have to offer. We don't send lots and lots of emails, just some very few. Uh, We do give specials on our web store. There are lots of recordings on the uh, channelingjesus.com of uh, workshops that I've done. And these are four to six hour long workshops where uh, you get in-depth teachings. And these are very, very valuable because uh, when you've got that much time, they can really go into a lot of these uh, subjects. Uh, I also have another book coming out, believe it or not. Um, While I was writing the uh, Jesus book and the love book, I was also working on uh, another one, which is called Spirit of the Western Way, 
and that too that will be coming out uh, within the next month and that is about western society it's about all of the conditioning programs and the uh the things that we're taught in western society that keep us from spirit and so it's a very very useful book to come to understand how we've become so separated from spirit and love and uh, these kinds of wisdom teachings so uh, it's called Spirit of the Western Way, and that is a, a book uh, that Ananda has channeled over the last couple of years. So that's five books in total. I haven't got any events booked next year yet, but I'm hoping to do a retreat uh, probably in April sometime and uh, maybe in October in Europe. Uh, mm-hmm. I was personally waiting for the election to transpire before I decided what uh, U.S. events I would do. So now that this has happened and uh, uh, everything is sort of resolving itself, uh, I'll be uh, orchestrating some uh, workshops. But right now there's nothing uh, 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 really solidly booked. Uh, if you are interested in hearing about any events, please uh, leave your email at channelingjesus.com and uh, you'll get updated. We also do a regular live streaming event every two to three weeks and that's by subscription and then uh, so that's a video live streaming and uh, we focus on A Course in Miracles teachings. I channel both Amanda and Jesus and it's uh, we answer questions from the subscribers and that is a live streaming event so we actually have people who are having intense energy experiences as they participate in that live streaming, those live streaming events. So those are uh, a more focused practice for for those of you that really, really want to up your frequency quickly and uh, want to have regular contact with Ananda and Jesus. Thank you. Wow. That is amazing. Those are my stories. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, I do. I hope. Well, I know you were... In Pennsylvania, that's where I, I got to meet you twice. <laughs> Very right, glad that yeah. I got to meet you in person in, yeah, in Bethlehem, really nice Pennsylvania. To, it's really nice okay. to have a face to put to your voice, too. It's, it's good. Yes, it is. It is. So um, I'm hoping yeah. that next year you'll find your way back to Bethlehem. I know Jim would love to see you. That would be great. Uh, thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, I just, um, you know... Uh, I always give people a chance to miss me before I come to, come back too soon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ananda, thank Jesus. Thank you. Thank you so okay. much. Thank this has that. been and, uh, a wonderful, amazing, and I'm definitely I'm going to listen to it again right now. <laughs> thank you. Well, and you have a okay. great weekend. Enjoy the weekend. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. 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 With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.